0: morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one Rich of time. And all I have to say is, yes, folks, she's back. The one and only Beth Traverso. How are you doing, Beth?
1: Great to be here, Mike. Thank you so much for having me back.
0: Absolutely. So one of the things I'm doing with all my real estate and real estate agents and brokers, first episode each week is tell us what is going on. So your market is the greater Seattle area. Yes. Uh, I assume it's probably like a lot of other West Coast high priced markets where Maybe you're getting whiplash with how fast things are changing. Changing, So yes. tell us all about it.
1: I love that word whiplash as a descriptor because so I've been in, in real estate for over 20 years. I've seen all kinds of markets and I like being able to having to be nimble and pivot and adjust to different markets. Like it keeps it interesting mm-hmm. and challenging. Um, this year, 2022 has been the most dramatic, swift, changes and then reversals and and it's just it's whiplash is great because I, I feel like that perfectly sums up what's been going on and so where we were is also will do a rewind back to the beginning of the year so you know 2021 was what it was it was insane everything got reshuffled around because of COVID or sorry the pandemic I don't know if I'm supposed to say that
0: word.
1: doesn't matter <laughs> okay there's things about algorithms and stuff but um the so the pandemic happened it shifted people's priorities and you know interest rates all these things that you talk about on your channel inventory in our area went down to almost zero to where there was literally nothing to buy and so um when and inventory is always low in our area so in in january people started putting out a few houses and then like 30 40 50 buyers would just converge on every single house and insane bidding wars exploded and it was challenging to try to like ride that fucking bronco you know like as a listing agent or as a seller yeah or it, was, a buyer. it yeah. was probably
0: not fun for anyone right because again it, it
1: really wasn't people say oh it must be great for you having the listings i work primarily with sellers i work with buyers too but you know but managing that i'm like guys this yeah. is where i'm going to bring the value because you can get an offer like this you know but in order to get the best and to like manage this intensity does yeah. require some skill set so mm-hmm. what we were seeing was a typical house would get I don't know, maybe 10-15 offers or so and they would be ba- you know escalating against each other going up on average 20 to 40% over list price. Wow. And the list prices were based upon recent closed sales. We're not talking
0: Yes. Yeah. We're not so- talking 6 months. We're talking yeah. 6 days. Yeah. Some
1: people like to do the strategy of artificial low fake pricing. I don't do that. I don't think cuz I I say you can never guarantee multiple offers and you have to yeah. Listed at a fair price, you're willing to accept one good offer at that price. That's my yeah. philosophy. I like it. So we would do that, and then we'd get all these offers going hundreds of thousands over list price, all contingencies wave. Buyers are like, what else can I do to make my offer better? They started doing non-refundable earnest money and the wow. six figures released as a non-refundable deposit to seller before closing, extremely risky terms. Oh, um yeah. So what we saw was when those things, those houses went under contract in January, when they closed in February, I'm on what they call the east side. There's kind of two sections to Seattle. There's the Seattle city side and then there's the suburban east side. I'm more east side. But we saw on the east side that month of February, sale prices escalated about 40% over where they were in, in January. From January closed prices to February, 40% overnight. Month on month, 40%. Month on month. I'm not talking year on year. I'm talking month on month. And That is
0: uh, not healthy.
1: Not healthy. And it kind of scared everybody, you know? So I, For me, it did. Because I'm like, ooh, this is not good. We're seeing these gains on top of already you know prices that already were escalated up in twenty twenty one, and then that on top of that, like this is not gonna,
0: this is, is not gonna end well like no. this.
1: It cannot. So, um, but you know the low interest rates, people stock portfolios were nice and flush, and people yeah, were yeah. feeling you know like they had the money and they wanted to live where they wanted to live. And they were, you know, when people see what others are doing, they're very quick to jump onto that. Like, okay, this is what we're doing now. We're doing the X, Y, Z. <laughs>
0: everybody's going 100K over. So yeah, we're going to do it too. We're going to yeah.
1: do it too. And if you wanted to buy a house, honestly, you kind of did have to do that, you know, unless you're, and for some people, you know, I would advise, well, maybe this isn't the time to be buying. If, yeah, if you It's okay
0: to rent for a little act. while longer. Yeah. It's
1: not a bad thing to just sit on the sidelines. And a lot of people did do that, especially the people who didn't have, not everybody's got, hundred and fifty thousand dollars that they can just give as earnest money you know uh, non-refundable deposit you know and or they just don't feel comfortable with that and i respect that you know so um uh, and just just on, for the record like i never tell any i never as a listing agent told anybody they ever had to do that they would just offer that on no their own you know yeah, so um for some people people they decided to sit on the sidelines and you know um that's fine but there was enough people out there that were just battling it out over these houses and they were getting fatigued too like going every single week it's like okay here's our three options this week and everybody jumps on those three and it was to a point where showings were a hundred percent booked so like we have this like showing calendar you know people go in and reserve their spots and mm. you know it was just like people couldn't even get into the houses and so then there was that tension there so that's where we were back in february and that kind of continued through march and then right around easter weekend something started to shift yeah it's so like oh okay people were just kind of like all of a sudden they're i'm not feeling quite so good about this anymore
0: yeah they're burnout. out they, they you know you only try it so many times and it's like hey it's not our it's not our time we can't do it then we get into higher rates started happening then obviously That's, higher rates
1: yeah higher rates and then i'm not you follow stock market more closely than I do, but I think like Amazon started to
0: roll and over, Stock yeah.
1: started to maybe. Yeah. Microsoft
0: had a pre-announcement. Yeah, they did. Currency hit, and Amazon had a bad quarter, and then you have people getting ready for the summer. Right, the first summer in two years, we could take off and go to a different country. It it yeah. it it uh, it probably hit Seattle really hard, is what I hear you say. Yeah,
1: and it always so we always have a seasonality of when when the sun starts shining and people can go places. They're out. They're gone. <laughs> out we're gonna go do summer stuff while we can you know because we don't get a whole lot lot of summer here and summers are magnificent you know so and we had a very rainy rainy winter so people were just like okay we're out of here i'm done i'm exhausted that was hard we're moving on you know and so that started to happen a little earlier than normal this year like usually april we don't see that kind of shift start to happen but the agents that were out there working like something's a little different all of a sudden we're getting less traffic you know, we didn't, we didn't get multiple offers on the house. What, you know? So mm. then. then <laughs> is,
0: is my email working? What happened? You know,
1: excuse me, what's going on? Then I started getting the calls. Like, where are you writing an offer? What's going on? People want feedback, all these things, you know, that they didn't care about before, you know? Uh, so, yeah. um, and then, um, then, so basically what we went is for the spike. And then it started to kind of mellow out a little bit starting in April. And then in June, July, everything just kind of like somebody just took the switch and, and flipped it off. So to where things are just very, very quiet. So you might get one showing a day where we used to have maybe 10 to 15 showings a day. So we're talking like a, maybe a 90% or so reduction in showing.
0: Yeah. So Beth, you have tons of experience, which is awesome. Let's go back to 2018. What would a normal traffic have been like? Yeah. What would, what would normal be?
1: you know, in 2018, it would have been not totally dissimilar to what we're seeing now, you know? So this is a little more like what a normal market is. Yes, I, I, I describe it to my clients as like, hey, we're recalibrating right now. We had this two years of abnormal abnormalcy and mm-hmm. now things are starting to settle back down because i remember yeah. i used to think a 2018 2019 i love that market so like, this is a perfectly balanced yeah it felt balanced you know i'm like for sure the seller you put your house out there and you do everything right you'll probably get one you might get a two or three offers you know but houses were selling and then as a buyer it's like you know you can you can get you can, a decent you, house yeah, you, yeah. Can, you
0: can be patient you you didn't have seven yeah. seconds to decide
1: yeah. It's like, I always joke, like it's like speed dating for houses. Like one time we had like five minutes to run through this $1.3 million house. Like, okay, you want it? We got to decide right now. It's like, yeah, but now right. you don't have to do that. You can take more than five minutes to think about it. You can yeah. go back for a second visit. You can write contingencies. You could go,
0: go at night offer. and on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah, this, is this is what, this is what a lot of, a lot of people need to realize. I think the market we're heading into is going to be far more balanced and far more like 2018 than, than 19, 20 or 21. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I think is really interesting is I talked about in, in February, what I called the champagne cork, right? I talked about housing slowdown coming, but I said there's going to be this one more just explosive rally when, when interest rates are going up. And that sounds like it happened in Seattle, right? That one rush of champagne yeah. coming out of the bottle and then just, mm-hmm. You know,
1: yeah. And so now we still are positive year over year in that yeah. we're about 6.7% year over year, which is kind of more normal for our area. It's like, yeah. okay, that's ex- it's, not yeah, it's not bad. We're still yeah. positive. But the sales and on the East side area where I am are down 50% year over year in July, I, 50%. That is tr- a, you're is talking about crashing transactions. I say 50% is that.
0: Yeah. Again, folks, crashing transactions is what I keep telling people and it's yeah. important, right? 50% I mean, let's just have an honest discussion. Yeah. As a business owner uh whose business is paid on commission, uh, a 50% crash in transaction in a month is obviously not fun, but it causes you to have decisions. Yes, right? it does on, on marketing, on team and, and all of those things. That's why that's why I think a crash in transactions will pull the country into a recession because that's meaningful.
1: There's yeah, because as you mentioned, there's all the peripheral um you know yeah. businesses that rely on it you know everything from like photographer videographer staging contractors landscapers clean all those things yeah plus when people buy a house and move in and there's all the furniture the Painting improvements and, they yeah. do all those things i have not yet seen contractors circling around asking for work like it's coming i'm looking forward to that actually you know <laughs> Because yeah. I have some projects I'm trying to get done that I basically gave up on. Yeah, me too. But, you know, yeah. So, how, how about
0: inventories? Inventory, like, what would it like total inventory on the west or your side, east side? Yeah. Uh, what so would that have, have been have... in like February, March versus now?
1: Yeah. So, we have, so I'll just say King County because those okay. are a little easier numbers for me as a whole thing. Sure. So, like, in, in 2020, July 2021, it was. 1784 and now we're at 3684 so you doubled yeah so about double you know and on my my little sub area it's triple so where i am over on the east side it's triple but that we're still really really low inventory for a major metropolitan area so Mm -hmm. like we have we went from like 0.3 months inventory to two in some areas Mm -hmm. so what is
0: median price in king county
1: so median price in King County is about uh, nine hundred thousand or wow. so. yeah. and on the east side it's 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 more. It's about one we'll see in Seattle it was nine fifty four. I'll go by that. And then okay. in East side it was a million four twenty okay in July.
0: I don't, I don't know if you have this data. One of the things that I'm really getting interested in maybe maybe you'll have this next week is like like in Phoenix. in Phoenix, because of open door, they are seeing stacks of inventory below the median. Las Vegas with Brian Lebo, uh, it changed a little bit this month, but last month, all of his inventory, or at least most of the new inventory was above the median. So do you have a feel where the inventory is coming from in Seattle? Like, do you have open door just dominating the low end? Yeah, or the
1: open it... door is not here. The iBuyers have not been able to find make their business model work in the Seattle area.
0: Probably a good thing.
1: Yeah, probably is a good thing, you know, because I heard what they're doing in other markets. And I'm really glad we don't have that. To <laughs> yeah, that also. Yeah. So <laughs> they've yeah. tried it, you know, and I talked to people back when Zilla was doing their thing. You know, yeah. I talked to the people that were running that program, and they're like, yeah, it's just hard to make it work in the Seattle area. The numbers yeah. don't pencil. Yeah. I mean, they really didn't pencil anywhere, it turns out. but <laughs> Yeah, you know. exactly. So, it did work anywhere. But anyway, and now they're teamed with Open Door. I'll be interested to see what's going on with that partnership. But I don't want to digress. But we don't have that. But what I am seeing, where I'm seeing the glut is in the move up.
0: Exactly, the move up. Like all these new, everybody who got in below the median, they're stuck. They Mm -hmm. got a 2.7% mortgage. They want to move up, but they can't because, you know, do the math. I keep doing the math with people. It's somewhere between 100 and 200%. Very few people can afford to double their mortgage payment. They're just not going to move.
1: Yes. And in our area, we have this kind of different dynamic where I think a lot of people can afford it because there's very high earners and usually dual income. But I think they just, the psychology is like, well, if the market's moving down and our stock's mm. not, they're just not feeling very flushed. Um flushed. Yeah. Like they don't necessarily want to lay out all of that. They. They could, but they don't want to. Yeah, yeah, and there's some people now who don't want to live their lives hostage to an interest rate, and life does go on, and they are those are who people who are out there buying right now who are just like Mm. we want to live a different type of lifestyle. We want to move to this area, not be in that area, and they're they're doing it anyway, but they're a lot more cautious about it. So, and we did see what I saw was a lot of people. So in our area, like starter price range is again like we're high price area, but like you know seven to 900 or so okay and those are still moving but i'm seeing actually that kind of slowing down too which is you know they're maybe the people that are more impacted by affordability because they're they don't have a house to sell and i don't mean they don't have the equity to roll into right. something else, but then the people then the like the million to one three one four range mm-hmm. in my specific market that's where i was seeing where we used to have maybe two houses per week listed and then there was like all of a sudden like 17 available. I'm in a very small little niche market, sure. you know, all of a sudden there was like all these options where people were like, Oh, if I got a cho- choice of 17, I can just wait for to see yeah, who drops I- the price the most. <laughs> yeah. I can look over two weekends.
0: I can't even yeah. see all the houses
1: in one day. I can look at all of them and make them all scramble to get my offer, you know? Yeah. So, and it's interesting as soon as that psychology shifts, there's a huge psychology component to this. Yeah. Cause when people see what's going on, people are doing price drops, you know, um, big price drops, People just they just they just want to sit on the sidelines and wait to see what's yeah. going to happen, if it's going to keep going down.
0: Last question on this topic is, what is the Seattle area like uh, in the winter, like Thanksgiving to New Year's? Is it just dead? Is it busy? What's going it's on?
1: It's dead pretty much. The the inventory dwindles down to almost nothing. And so for us our busy season, I say I like to say spring starts in January. Okay. So I will be curious to see what happens in January because I do already see inventory starting to I mean we, our July stats are one thing, but I'm already on the ground seeing we're seeing fewer listings coming on. Yeah. And there's been more buyers coming into the market lately, I think, because things are starting to look a little rosier mm-hmm. that and the inventory starting to get low, 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 low. And I think yeah. that that's going what to about
0: continue. what about cancellations? Sorry, I, I'm guessing you're going to get cancellations because they threw out wish pricing and they're not getting it.
1: Um, There's a little bit of that. I haven't seen a big influence okay. in that yet. Kind of surprising. I would have thought maybe more would have, but a lot of people are just I'm, I am seeing definitely longer market times and, and a lot of big, like six figure price reductions, but sometimes Ooh. it takes, yeah, because, you know, we, we went from like one, you know, we were going, we were 40% up to now 6.7 year over year. You know, like that's
0: yeah, it's really
1: all what that, what it is, this is an important point I want to make before we go, but like what happened was like, if somebody is listing their house at 1.1, instead of it selling for one, four. Now it's selling for 1.1 1. 1 or maybe yeah. a little bit less. So it's like the, the froth got knocked off, you know, the I think champagne else, court. I heard it described as, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, now it's like that, that run-up got removed. And so, um, and you're right. Yeah, like a lot of sellers are disappointed about that, you know, and a lot of, you know, it, it's hard. I understand, but. Right.
0: If somebody yeah. wanted to buy or sell in the greater Seattle area, how would they find you or reach out?
1: Yeah, so Beth Traverso Group. And if people are wondering how to spell it, it's right there on the screen. There you go. And it's so com.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Beth.
1: Thank you.